0: Hey, everybody. I'm Michael Gauvier, co-host of the First Day Pod, along with Leanne. Hello. We had on John Leguiza for this episode, and this guy is incredibly, incredibly unique and fascinating. He's going to give you a bunch of tips on wealth management, his lessons from addiction, food-related or drug-related, plus goal-setting and structuring your life. It's really fantastic stuff. Just want to let you know, though, there's a few bad words that are mixed in the pod throughout so, word of caution, if there's children around or somebody who should not hear bad words, we wanted to give you guys a warning prior to the start of the show. This is part two of a three-parter with John, so enjoy the second part in the trilogy.
1: Hold on. Let's now. Let's now. Let's get the let's get the breast taxes the serious there, right? You said something just, just too critical to let slide. That you don't have money. I mean, uh, Thank I, you. I, I Go ahead, weird. John. This, this sucks. This is where this, this is where people get mad. This is where people get mad because it gets cold. So my first thing is like, why? You know, you're you're you know of age. or geez, you're an uh, infinitely talented. Um, you're very smart. You seem business minded. So if I were to ask you, Mike, we talk about self auditing. Um, do you waste? Do you not have a, bu- a proper budget? Like I'm putting you on the spot. I don't care. Cut me off. I Cut off my feed, bro. You know. Um, but seriously, right? Wait, what, <laughs> there's an objective finger. answer. Do you know I mean, no, I it- don't have a budget.
0: You're right. There's not a laid out written budget. It's all in my head.
1: Okay, so that's one. That's a problem. But now that also having not having a budget is not enough. To create the problem, right? So I waste
0: money on food too. I waste money oh, on buying buy dumb shit. On
1: food. Okay, paying premiums and then to the subset of food. Yes. Two very important points. Two things. I mean, if I maybe I should write one of these. God, I always said they were so corny. Not like a self help. I I you know I, like, know. I know. I know you mean. I've always just, me and Leanne have always
0: had this debate because Leanne is loves that stuff and she's always been very honest though she's very genuine the, the self-improvement type coaching world like you would kill it man you really would kill it but you you world. so
1: let's but now we, we have a chance we were starting with you right now what well, i want to know what's going on so you said no budget i was preparing myself for i don't make enough money which is a, a general now i mean there are a lot of other ways to make an, a, a, a more money you know one is just sheer blunt force you could get a low-paying job Mm
0: -hmm. right i just quit my job recently so
1: i I, well i mean i would congratulate i don't know the i hope you're happy if you're happy i'm happy i did it because of
0: covid i was worried about covid it was you had to go somewhere and i didn't want to be there
1: yeah well again i can't you know i can't speak for that stuff i i stuff i don't let that stuff stand in the way of my money that's me personally i just again it's an ignorance there has to be certain ignorance and kind of cold uh, whether you know let me put it this way Right, like bravery and stupidity often toe this little They're on opposite sides of a very thin fence, right?
0: Yes, I agree. And,
1: and sometimes I often talk about arrogance and confidence the same way. Be willing to end up on the wrong side of the fence because it's a fear of ending up on the wrong side of the fence that might keep you from greatness. If you find yourself on the wrong side of the fence too often, then you should work on your approach. Okay. Okay. But like, don't be, don't be afraid. Well, Um, no, that's why I quit. I quit the job as a risk. That was a risk. Yeah, but did you have a bet. Like most people would say you don't quit a job without another one. COVID in particular, I'm not going to tell you how to handle your health. Like that's not my, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a doc. I don't don't have, those are answers I, I don't have. And I should have even said I would have done it like to imply that you should. Have. I, I shouldn't have. I was just I'm just stupid. You know what I mean? Like I'm stupid. And you gotta be you. Being you. stupid is part of my charm. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But that's but okay, no no, 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 Come on, Let's let's get let's get real. Okay, so you could smash your head against the wall and get a low-paying job, or mm-hmm. you could wake up 45 minutes earlier every day and learn about something that you're interested in. Let's use me. Let's I don't mind using myself, right? I've had my failures i've tried all i've tried all the time i don't mind either man i'm now, just like um, you my so story is actually kind of my story is actually interesting right because so i was in like oh this is it's part of this is really it breaks my heart but i need to, i need to talk about these things because it keeps me mad because it keeps me motivated so i went to like special schools and if i all the kids i went to high school with are all celebrities now right so the the,
0: the so you talk on special schools, you mean like elite big yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like prep school best of the best
1: but well, yeah, yeah. You ever heard? Or I went to like Regis that. High School. So Regis High School is a fully endowed Catholic school for Jesuits on the Upper East Side in like 86th Street and in in Lexington in Manhattan. It's like in a castle that you would never know is a school unless you walk in the one hallway. Did you, well, you grow no, no, up in there. Brooklyn, though? No, no, no. It's in up, Upper East Side in Manhattan. No, no, no. But did you grow up in Brooklyn? Yeah. I'm or did you Brooklyn, grow up there? Yeah, no. I'm oh. born and bred right in Brooklyn. Okay. But this school, like you need uh, you know, uh, recommendations and all types of stuff. Mm-hmm. So big deal. Anyway, that's okay. yeah, funny. So, of course, they used to beg me to write for this school newspaper, right, to run the write the funny stuff. And um, like, yeah, you want to see what, um, there was one person actually. So uh, we had pep rallies. Right. And I was never into that stuff. I'm doing drugs and banging girls like I'm not into this shit. But I wish I was because, <laughs> again, you want another here. People want a lesson in the world that I failed. Play the game. Sometimes people it may seem stupid. Play the games, get your ends. You're not. You're not compromising yourself. Getting ahead within the rules of the system. Anyway, so they they begged me to do the pep rally, the big pep rally for the last game, whatever, the big basketball game, whatever. And I finally gave it. Now here's why this is funny. Who is the person that I took the role from? Who just wanted to be me in the worst way? He's the host of Saturday Night Live, fucking newsroom now, and he's a married Scott <laughs> Johansson. <laughs> I can't believe uh, it. Colin Yost. Yeah. Yeah. was totally, wow. I, used to, I used to abuse him in high school. He wanted to be me so bad. Well, dude, if you hear this, you could suck <laughs> it, but you got the last laugh. You're still, he's, dude, you know, and it's funny because it really, even to this day, you could see that. Look, he played the game. He stayed within the rules and he yes. hit a lotto. He's a stuffed shirt. Talent, clown. <laughs> These people with 25, they have rooms of writers And could not get a percentage of the laughs that I get ad lib.
0: Yes, yes, I totally agree with
1: that. They're stuffed shirt. They are husks of human beings. They're I will say by
0: society standards, he's handsome, though. By society's no, standards. I,
1: I, so. I could care less. I don't care at all. He's supposed to be based on but, talent. He's not a model, right? Yeah, he's but do you know to- that stuff matters, John. Like, see, look at all the
0: CEOs yeah, of, of all the big 500, right? The CEOs always have a certain look. They got to be a certain height. They got to have this certain look. If you, you know, do I, it, the research is out there. It shows you. you wanna, I don't oh, like I it, say, but gonna that's gonna how it is. is.
1: I'm going to get to use one of my coin terms. I've been the victim of weight supremacy. There are weight supremacists (laughs) out there. Yes. Tons of weight supremacists everywhere. Yes. And I've been told that if I wanted to front a sports show, I had to lose weight. I've been told. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it's real. I get it. It's real. I don't understand why my picks would be any less reliable. Although, you know, believe it or not, I actually, uh, man, long story short, I won this paragraph contest to get a, a personal meeting from a legend on Wall Street. And one of the first things he said when he saw me was, you fail at trading because you're fat. You have no discipline. I was like, wow. He said, look at you. He said, you're fat and disgusting. You have no discipline in your life. He goes, why would I trust you if you can't keep a cupcake out of your mouth? Why would I trust you with a million dollars? And I was like, wow. Wow. dude, man. That's a winning attitude. I was like, you're the man. You know, it's most just people, so
0: refreshing to hear that's the truth. That's the truth. He people cr- say that. People think like, like that.
1: Yeah. He said, I would look at you and say, You're too fat to handle my money. And I was like, Well, I'm not gonna eat it, you know? And he said, it's not that, it's you, you're showing. And then you know there's was another one too. He said, uh, show me your show me your hands, guilty, bitten fingernails. He said, I'd never trust you with my money. Wow. So that, yeah, that's that's detail you know, oriented, but it also yeah, seems that, like well, remember, it's 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 that's like mentalist type stuff. You're wearing your personality. You're wearing your flaws, whether or not you believe it or not. You know what I'm saying? Yes.
0: The way you um, do one thing is the way you do all things. Yeah. You, know,
1: you ever you ever hear thoughts. there's a famous Henry Ford story? You guys know the story with that? Okay. So long. This is a good story, also very applicable. Um, Henry Ford back in you know the heyday, right? When he's when they were building the 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 conglomerate. Um, he had somebody in for a promotion. I believe it was Let, whatever. Yeah. You know, let's say VP, whatever it was. He had somebody over promotion. He had them over for dinner. The person was served their dinner. And put salt on it and immediately Ford said, I know you don't get the job. Said so you salted it before you tasted it.
0: Wow, I've never heard that before.
1: Yeah, you added salt before you tasted it. You you adjusted you made an adjustment without knowing first. So I can't uh, trust you because you're I not see. thorough. You know what I mean? You're not <laughs> thorough. And you allow blood. Oh, that makes and if you sense. allow blind spots in your dinner, what would you do with my million dollars? Right. So so, so
0: I mean he. The classic anti Semite, but the story still makes sense. So, but, you know.
1: Legendary racist. Legendary yes. racist. I am I am but, I didn't mean <laughs> I just, No the story can two things can
0: be true at the same time. Two things could <laughs> be true well, at the same well, I man, always we, say this. We so. went
1: from the great thinkers, we have famous actors and bodybuilders, and now we have legendary racists and, and There you go. The, yeah. You know. That's always been a uh, part of
0: this country's legacy, unfortunately. But I wanna but go back. So we'll go back see, to the focus of the school though. Let's go back to Regis. So you were on a track there. I wanna okay, yeah, yeah, continue so, so, with that story.
1: Yeah, okay. So so I was, I was on track, you know, to kind of do something special, right? But I was being very stupid. And also, um, parents, man, you have a bigger hand in your child's future than you think maybe. And it's not happening from, you know, that, uh, like, the butterfly analogy, right? Yeah, yeah. If you squeeze too hard, you're going to crush it. And if your hand is too open, it's going to fly away. So, right, your child's future is the butterfly in hand, and it's, it's your job to maintain the nuance the balance you know so i was this very rebellious child and again man i made it into regis as a nobody a street kid with nothing absolutely nothing i'm telling you you i you look through the yearbook who is on fox news right now who's on cnn who
0: no, is there's a, a wikipedia runner. page i'm looking at it right now there's academy award winners bill oh, Condon. i mean it's, yeah it's yeah.
1: unbelievable it's absolutely the who's who you know definitely listen they they Again, I mean, I, all right. I'll do a little self-aggrandizing, just a little bit. They yeah. seek out, they seek out very unique individuals, and it's an it's an insanely hard academic test. But then there's rigorous interview processes, so like it's it's very much. Yeah, I mean there was one so day So just to know, even
0: be there is a huge big deal. Just to even get there. Whatever, yeah.
1: And to graduate, it is, no, right? Well, it is. and I and to graduate with honors didn't really do much for me. You know what I mean? Wow. Whatever. I mean whatever, whatever Again, all this stuff is formative. It's all formative. And if I didn't make those glaring mistakes then, I wouldn't be with my smoking hot wife right now. I honestly might be a Wall Street stuffed shirt. And I know it's funny. This is gonna it's gonna be hard for me to say, but it's a truth. I, I think I'm happier now than I would be with the Coke straw and the millions in the, in the loft oh, there. Oh. No, the I mean, clubs I, I, I'm, and, yeah. I'm telling you, I have found, I have found true fulfillment in my life and, and I, it came, it came partially through gaining financial independence, you know, meaning the process of how hard I was working to get there. Along with, again, we talked about the bowl of time, how important that ticking clock is. Pain and, and lessons
0: of pain, though, right? Wasn't that yeah. Bad?
1: Cool on, bad. Oh, oh, man, failure is everything. Remember
0: failure. what I said in the uh, chat when, before we did the show, when I said that point about that's why I think everybody should have to go through some hard times because it makes better people. I didn't get to extrapolate yeah. that. What I meant is what you're saying. is I'm a better terrible. person for the addiction, and I lost everything, and I pissed off everybody, and nobody liked me, and it's, I was as low as you could get. But yeah. I'm a better person for
1: it, and I actually – Kind of like, I'm kind of glad it happened. And oddly enough, I know it sounds weird. Don't be ashamed. You're fulfilled. You're happy. And you should not be. Guess what? You've already won. You've got the hard part in place. Now you just add a couple bucks to a, remember, man, uh, the cash chase is very dangerous. I fell into the trap. Let's tie it into the story. So now I'm in this special school. I'm trying to figure out what I do with my life while I'm living a double life. I mean, quite literally, I'm gaining honors in the the most prestigious high school in the entire country. While I'm abusing drugs on the weekend,
0: like the I mean, the gun to your head thing in high school, that was the same I, time. So
1: yeah, right. All the stuff. Right, I was bad. I was just I was bad. You know, I was bad. Other kids that I knew were working on internships and like how they were going to better themselves or becoming Eagle Scouts. And I am like crushing ecstasy pills and eating acid at the same time, going to raves, dealing drugs because I was always money minded. So like I, I dealing drugs was, I live to deal drugs. Like it was the rush, you know, plus you were cool. You were hooked into all the, You were hooked into all the neighborhoods. You were hooked on all the people plus the fast cash, plus the fast drugs, you know, Plus, I mean, listen, you're getting girls, people are throwing themselves at you, guys and girls just want to be with you, they want to be around you, now you got the nice car, you know, for that level or whatever, and like, it's very addictive, the, the yeah. more than the drugs, that lifestyle, but again, I knew what I wanted to be as somebody, because I really kind of felt bad that, come... Monday morning when we're all crawling out of the sewer, I was going to school and getting educated and most of the kids were just, you know, scratching around on the streets and stuff, you know, trying to find the next the next fix or whatever it is. I don't mean to say, we were in junkies. We were a very particular subset of drug addict. Um at the time They do we exist. Then, I know what
0: you mean. I really do. At the
1: time it's we were called garbage heads. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yeah, I remember like, that term. <laughs> yeah, garbage heads would just do everything. So we would, we would tell you, like, I'm not a drug addict. I don't do ah. cocaine every day. But, like, we were doing drugs every day. But yes. it was just weird. That it was ketamine and uh, smoking dust on ecstasy with acid. I mean, with all at the same time, mind you. Mm. All at the same time doing all this crazy shit at once. And, of course, the whole time you're drinking and smoking pot. I and mean, we forget that pot was, like, air. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, oh, it was just a bananas lifestyle.
0: I'm thinking like 90s version of the basketball
1: diaries when I hear
0: this.
1: (laughs) Dude, it was man, it was it was a lot. You know, but what I didn't what that was doing for me in the negative, of course, was hurting me, hurting my prospects, my future, and all these things. But Mm -hmm. it was getting me life experience and surrounding me with. Man, remember different kinds of knowledge. When people say there's book smarts and there's street smarts, that shit is real. Okay. And you're going to have all the book smarts in the world. If you have a zero, you hang a goose egg in street smarts, you're going to end up behind the eight ball. You know, you're not going to succeed. So I would see sharp people with no common sense. I'd see common sense. I would, dude, I know people that could make money and eat. Like John Travolta and look who's talking. You're like, what? This guy just walks in somewhere, he's schmoozing. Before you know it, he walks out with a sandwich and cash in his pocket. and he's getting high. And you're like, dude, you had no money when we started today. And that they just do. They're so slick. You know, they had hustles. Yo, man, I could buy, you know, I could buy uh DVDs from the, the bootleg guy for three bucks and I had some for five. And then and, and you're like, wow, man, you're a freaking genius, you know, hustling the way that you are. So I was picking up these dual educations at the same time. You know, so fast forward a little bit, I end up this is funny I mentioned this to you in the chat. I know, you should be proud of this. But I ended up all the worlds kind of crashed together at once and um I got arrested and it was bad. You know, so it was a B felony arrest which is 11 years in jail a sentence, 9 to 11 years. So uh-huh. at 18 years old, you're talking about your entire life now. You know, it was like it was a shock that in this I think it was the same month I think I got a full academic scholarship to college and a felony arrest like in the same month. Which- wow, <sighs> dude, that is I mean, so. And like, that this sums it all not, up. This isn't like the you know the act the kid the academic the nerd that got caught you know smoking at his graduation party. Like you know we got nabbed with duffel bags and, and we were in trouble. We were in trouble. We got caught. You know we mm. were dealing again. Like I said, we didn't. It wasn't wasn't bags of weed. It was bad. You know bags of duffel Rex. bags. Of weed. We were again that. At fourteen and fifteen, we were selling the bags, and by the time we get to eighteen, we were selling to the drug dealers. You know, kind of moving up the ladder, and then when like when ecstasy hit, you know, we just I had. Uh, it's funny these these academic schools these are commuter schools, right? They call that for a reason. The connections come from everywhere now. You know what I mean? So like yeah. New York City particularly can be very compartmentalized. I think we all can be very compartmentalized, right? Whether it's the small town or whatever the case may be. Now you're introducing me to other, you know, weird, eccentric brainiacs. And now, granted, a graduating class was only 100 people, but I only needed two or three of those to be lunatics like me, some fringe, you know, maniac. And now we're cooking with Crisco. And that's kind of what happened. And wow. I, I, my best friend in the world, me and him, just ran this inter-borough drug trafficking <laughs> operation. <laughs> Totally bananas, man. You know, and listen, it was just just the truth. So when college time came, we both got offered academic uh, scholarships to the same place. We roomed together and took our drug dealing show up north on the road. You know, like we were going to go full like Noriega with it. I don't know what we were thinking. We weren't thinking, you know, we weren't thinking. No,
0: no, 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 no. There's no perspective whatsoever. You just do, you do, and you're doing. But you're smart and you're organized.
1: At the same time, I'm going to class and getting... A 4.0. You know what I mean? Fascinating. I, in fact, I was such a bastard with money and me, we had a good deal worked out. So at the time I was not, I'm not going to say I wasn't into girls. Like I was into girls in short spurts. You know, I didn't date. Because I would just – i was. you think I'm brash now? Yeah, You're not having the high
0: school romance where you marry your sweetheart type
1: deal. I I don't believe that. I'd say, listen, I'm a total dick, and I'm going to ruin your (laughs) heart. I was like, I'm going to break your heart. I was like, what's going to happen is you're going to think me being the way I am is me being hard to get or whatever, and you're going to fall for me, and I'm going to be a dick to you, and you're going to hate me for it. So let's just skip all that. And, you know, like, listen, we could – you know, be friends or whatever, but I'm telling you, it's just, I never did that. So the, the my partner had a very serious girlfriend. She was down in New York city. So he would make the trip every weekend to reload while I was up Hopslin. And you know, it just went off. But in my spare time, I was like doing papers for people for money. And like, you know, it was totally nuts, man. I, I, I don't sleep. I've never really slept very well. So I'm, I like money and I was totally driven to like make a million dollars, whatever I thought that meant. So I just, Was like going, so I'm like this dual threat, right? This kind of monster, but again, these things they come to a crashing halt, you know. And like I said, you know, the arrests start to come and pile up, and then or you realize that, you know, at the time it's weird. Um, weed now has a totally different perception. Like when I met my wife smoking, her one word was like, Oh, that's for dirt bags, like that's for dirt bags, like oh. Now, like people just—I don't mean it. Whatever. You walk around New York; it smells like pot everywhere you go. Here, it's kind yeah, of yeah. Who
0: cares? It's over.
1: Yeah. Who okay, cares? Right. 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 Mike, you're you're cool. You know. You get it. You get it. Um. So okay. Where are we? So yeah. So so the dual threat, right? And that kind of exploded.
0: So you get busted. So what do you do there? What happens?
1: Uh, should I, should I tell this story? God, this story is bananas. <laughs> story right, is really I mean, busted. no guts, right, so no glory, man. I didn't. I didn't even give the I didn't give any of the names. So let's let's do it. Let's do it. You did not. Okay, let's do it. So this is funny because so if I'm OCD, I'm very compulsive, which is why I I never got caught. Super compulsive. Uh, You know, everything away has its place. You know, I'm the type like if my let's say my wallet is not in the spot, I'm like, I lost it because it's not it wouldn't be anywhere. So like, gosh, it had to be months at the school. I had not even gone home yet because I was always working, selling every weekend. So one weekend we say, all right, it's finally it's your turn. To go home i was like yeah my turn all right you, you sure you can handle this and i'm like yo man i have this really organized system you don't understand hundreds of people are gonna be coming through here i was like it's it's bananas bro i'm like it's nuts you gotta hit the football team you gotta you know we have to I'm like it's nuts i was like you know there were teachers involved it was it was hardcore wow yeah yeah i got i got i got it and of course you know he was enjoying his one weekend without his girlfriend or whatever and he started partying and I was told you got to keep your nose clean, and he started blazing in the dorm rooms, which is a big no-no. They're these little boxes with no ventilation. You shove the towel by the door, yeah. Yeah, towel. yeah, <laughs> right. Spray some OZI. That'll work. Yeah, get a dry cleaning sheet, dude. Put it. through Yeah, the yeah, tray. yeah. That'll do it. No, it just smells like pot and bounce. Anyway, yeah. It's so, it's so, so dumb. So the the, the cops came, which I, I don't believe. I think is ridiculous. Anyway, this this incorporation of law enforcement on college campuses for yes. Reason is absurd yeah. it's absurd what that's a happening? whole another
0: conversation man yeah. about yeah it's just totally enforcement absurd.
1: and now look yeah. fast forward we have people rotting in jail for weed It's so stupid yeah, you know, yeah.
0: very very
1: makes me mad. so anyway so he was he was after school doing his thing he got in trouble The car, he didn't have his ID on him. Of course, another thing I told him, you always have to have, oh God, you know, so many, that's why I'm very, I'm very compulsive and I very nuts. That's why, that's why I have to have my ducks in a row because if not, I just, the cap gets blown off. (laughs) So when you get caught without ID, they take you back to your room. They opened it up. And of course, numb nuts left drugs out on the table thinking I locked the door behind me. No one's coming in the room. Well, hello, idiot. Here are the police. He gets locked up. I get the phone call. Yo, I got locked. Where's the heavy stuff? I said, well, you're lucky. You're an idiot. I freaking hate it. You know, in a dorm room, you get very creative. We used to tape ecstasy behind the posters on the wall. And like I had speakers. I used to dummy out. You'd have to actually screw, unscrew pieces. You know what I mean? So, they had the dogs in there going. He said the dogs were going nuts, and they couldn't find you. Uh, I'm a bit smarter than a canine, thankfully. <laughs> you know, well, they would have—forget it—they would have thrown the book at us. They used to hate us, city boys, up there. They were like, "Gosh, it was so like stereotypical, you Italians." And I'm like, "What the fuck is this? What? Really? Where are we? What are you talking? I'm why? Like, I'm a New Yorker. What are you talking about? I live mm-hmm. two hours that way. Like, where am I? That you're like, you damn guineas up here." It's a state school, you know, God, you guys want me a free ride, asshole. Anyway, so he got bagged, and like that was, you know, then almost like the end of all the really great mob movies, like you want to turn them off once people start getting in trouble because <laughs> you see the camaraderie wane, you know, the love that was there, right? That passion I was talking about, oh, we're so cool. The break starts, people are worried, the laws involved, who's going to ride on who, you know, and, and it just starts to fall apart. So I, I could have stayed in school. You know, here's the funny story that I, that I couldn't tell. People are not even going to believe me, but like whatever. So Why would you lie? Well, here's the deal. Like I said, they couldn't, find, they couldn't find anything in the room. So the police chief went to the dean of discipline and they brought me in to like interrogate me. We know you're up to something. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, <laughs> so you're telling me that you went to school with this person for four years. You guys got a scholarship together room together and you didn't know that he was running a massive drug operation I was like massive drug operation no mm. drugs <laughs> and you know I you can prove it so I'm kind of acting dumb and I swear this is the part that I swear I swear it happened I don't you know I swear so they're cornering me. You think you're gonna wiggle out of this? Blah 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 blah. blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, cussing me, dude. I don't know. Can you prove anything? Do I have to call a lawyer? I'm like, I'm not an idiot. I know you used you used to bullying people around here. I'm like, I've been chewing up and spitting out people tougher than you my entire life, bro. I'm like, I you know, dude, I, I've been in four of the five central bookings in New York. I'm like, dude, you got nothing in this place. You know what I'm saying? You you suck. You 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 suck. Franco, you're not very amateur hour. Right. Exactly. So they're trying to press me, and press me, and I I is the so I look over. And his daughter was a freshman. His daughter was a freshman in class with us, right? So I knew her. So I kind of look over, and it's my last resort. And he had a picture of her on the desk. So I'm just going to use that. And I said, "Hey, that's uh, isn't that a C over there?" And he looked at me. And I said, "Yeah, she's a uh, a freshman here, no?" He's like, "Yeah, why?" I'm like, "Would you like to see pictures of her with in coconut nose and a dick inside of her?" <laughs> he was oh like I was like, I was like, well, I was like, well, well I, you know, so he kind of had the look. So I'm kind of getting all oh, I thought we were here intimidating. I thought we were intimidating each other. I thought that's are we not? The, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, we being oh, we're being nice to each other with people that we, because you know you can't prove what you're telling me. So I figured I thought we were going for the jugular. So yeah, if we want to play this game. I'll show you what your whore daughter looks like with a dick inside of her. So we started fighting, You're not fist fighting, but we started fighting because I was like, said, you want to whip it out, bro? I said, here's going to be the deal. There's going to be a point where we're going to get to the evidence and you're going to have to prove what you're saying. And I'm going to have to prove what I'm saying. I said, I have a feeling I'm the only one with evidence. So because what happened is they were trying to throw, he was trying to throw me out without, they were trying to boot me without cause and take my yeah. scholarship. I wasn't going to take the black mark on my, you know, there's a difference between leaving a school and, and having a, a scholarship revoked for drugs you know what i'm saying i wasn't gonna have that so that i was planting my flag there so i hate for people to be like man how could you how could you do that that was a low blow yeah it's a low blow let's go bro you know what i'm saying let's do it. desperate times it's
0: like you said you don't know what you'll do when you get in the pressure cooker in the moment like you said
1: again you're gonna get in the ring with me don't expect to come out clean i don't know what you know what i'm saying like Talking to me for two minutes, you should have known. Okay, there's going to be blowback. There's going to be blowback. There's going to be blowback. What is it going to be? This guy, he's he's out of his mind. You know, he's highly intelligent. He's he's very insulting. You know, this could get ugly fast. Yeah. He didn't. We ended up fighting. The negotiation ended where I would leave, but keep my credentials, so I could keep my the four or whatever it was, and I could keep the scholarship on the book, but I would leave under my own, you know, free will yeah that's what we sell transferring i'm gonna transfer so i went i went to school more locally and anyway i kind of had some family stuff up at the time and we're going to get into balancing now really all this all ties in so i had the education and it was in finance right that's where my brain always was when i come back to new york i kind of i get a phone call my sister's boyfriend at the time says hey john you know um, my dad's in the electrician's union and no, the local, the electrician's local in New York city is very powerful. They make a lot of money. You know, it's a great job. And mm-hmm. listen, those guys are listed professionals. Like, you know, if you look in the chamber of commerce with doctors and lawyers are, you know, electricians, you know, it's very dangerous. Oh, it so, goes was, decades back. Yeah. There's a yeah, long yeah, yeah. legacy they, there. Yeah. So I kind of thought, well, I mean, I'm kind of a brain. I don't know if I'm really going to work my hands. He said, listen, it could take years to get in. It's very exclusive. He said, why don't you throw your hat in the ring? And listen, maybe in a few years they call you, and if you have something better going on, you say, thanks, but no thanks. And, of course, like, uh, to pat myself on the back end, I kind of went through it. And they're not usually used to having people like me go through that interview process, you know. They're like, "Why?" to be honest, the guy opens, what the hell are you doing here? <laughs> like, what do you want to do? <laughs> I said, hey, you guys have bosses and everything. You guys have politicians. I said, I got the motor mouth. I said, I got some skills. You know, let's, let's go. Let's make some money. So long story short, six months later, they asked me to join, like, full-fledged join in. Wow. So I had this choice of staying in school and chasing a theoretical or going and literally learning a trade, you know, as like kind of a brain a little bit. But I did like the Allure, don't get me wrong, you know, they make a they make a lot of money. I mean, those guys make a lot of money, man. I've had I've had a couple of years where I, you know, I've done I did 200,000 plus a couple of times. You know, as a young man, that's a shit ton of cash plus benefits and all this stuff. Now, granted, you're working your ass off, and I'm doing things that would make you puke. Maybe you know, under buildings and, and plus, I'm, I embraced the debt. If you couldn't tell, you give. I like the most dangerous job. I like the most specific stuff. So, like, I ended up in a very specialized end of the trade, working on services, building for Con Edison. Really, hundred feet up in the air, swinging around like in the middle of the winter. Really dangerous stuff. Hey, that guy ever brought me here. I ended up being really injured. You know, like I had had what I was told would to be a catastrophic injury. No, See, I this is what I was
0: always wondering about. You've always alluded to this, but you've never told me what happened. Yeah. yeah like so, you-
1: so I got hurt in the electrical industry, and I was told, you know, I may never not say I wouldn't walk. I was told I would never run again. I was told I would never oh. lift weights. I'd never work my hands. You know, I was told I was told my life is ruined. You know, what and happened? I was just not. What's that? What happened? Uh, you know, it's funny of all the crazy, crazy, dangerous stuff I've done. Oh, this isn't a fun I'm story. The back, wasn't, it wasn't anything I'd like to brag about. I was <laughs> up in the air and I just grabbed something really, really heavy. And it kind of took me, you know, it went over that, that turning point and I, you know, jerked and I heard this bad pop, but of course I probably, you know, I laid the groundwork for that injury with a decade of abuse. Mm-hmm. Again, you're not just lifting heavy stuff. You're lifting heavy stuff when you work outside and especially up on power lines, you know, you're in a, you're in that, you're in that truck. That has that stick on it, so you're that guy up in that boom. By the time it's extended 100 feet, you look down. The truck is all the way behind you. The wind is blowing. You know, like it's it's not good for you. You know, it's very loud. And, and that's Mike. There's here's a backstory with me also. My the origin story of my me shouting all the time is my hearing is so poor from my construction background. Uh. And actually, yeah. If well, you never if, had a problem hearing me though, no. If I'm told, <laughs> I can I can speak more calmly but I have trouble hearing myself.
0: Oh. That's, the,
1: yeah, that's the origin of me yelling. I, I struggle to hear. My hearing is bad. Sure. You're around power tools and banging bulldozers and piled. Duh, 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 duh. You know, you spend eight hours feeling the pounding in your chest. Dum, trump, 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 yeah, drum, you might as well
0: have gone on tour with a rock band for 15 exactly
1: years. Up. And I used to be into hardcore music. So, like, I, we would, um, you know, I'd be at Coney Island High, like, smashing it off up at and Hickory and shit like that. Like, you know, it's so like yeah. we were... We were just maniac. We were such maniacs. I was just a maniac, man. I loved anything fringe. I love anything crazy. I love anything that makes people throw up. I like anything that makes people sick to their stomach. I like anything that makes people scratch their chin and wonder why. You know, I love all I just love when I say I love people, I should have said I love people on the edges. People in the in the middle, that vanilla, no thanks. I've had enough of you. Give me the good crazy, give me the bad crazy, and I'll figure out like which part I like. So yeah, so so I ended up now like I'm just I'm kinda like this trained brain that then went into physical thing but again I've always been very conservative and I worry back to my one of the first things I mentioned my distrust of establishment and of governments and stuff mm-hmm. so at the time you know I'm learning about the markets and I was convinced that we were in trouble and now see it's funny trying to time these things is very difficult and we could that'd be another story for another day but I was really afraid of the future of Wall Street uh printing all this money and and the way it just the, the underpinnings of a financial institution are, are, are scary. And the more you learn about them, you'll just be terrified, you know, that your money's worthless, which, again, will explain to a lot of people out there. Let me just get this quick bowl going. If you're wondering why your baseball cards, why your comic books, why your bitcoins, why your doji coins are all worth so much, they're not. The dollar is worth less. It's a relative statement of ratio to the dollar. It's not worth more. The dollar is worth way less because we continue to create it out of thin air. Every time you hear the government printed two trillion dollars, the dollar in your wallet just went down in value. Which means the Bitcoin goes up. You're not really making money on these things. I hate to bra- I hate to break it to people, unless you're extremely savvy with the way you get in and out of currency and tangible assets. Think of it as being on in uh, on the highway. Think of it as a two lane right two lanes on a highway. Get this right. Okay. They move it – where the hell is the camera? Okay, move right here. So they move at different <laughs> cases. You may have a guy in front of me, and then a little bit up the road, he may pull in front of you, right? No one's really ahead of each other. You're only ahead if you pull ahead and take the lane in front of him. And then if you change lanes and take the lane in front of the person in front of him, that's the only way you've truly moved ahead. The rest hmm. – this is the difference between signal and noise, okay? We want to eliminate – all the noise, we want to be focused on signals, right? Signals are what matter. Signals are what make the difference. Separating those two things is like, gosh, it's probably the essence of progression, you know, in a, in a sense. Um, so what was I talking about? I was talking about- So, wait,
0: so yeah. does that mean that you don't think uh, crypto long-term holds are legit? No, I is do. That- I,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. The future of crypto is very bright. Okay. The- you say well, the dollars worthless so you're not really
0: making money even though bitcoin goes to $56,000 now and it jumped from 20 Well
1: again to- don't you right don't think it is you're not making money because what was the first thing I said to you today that I knew we were going to come up with this discussion it's an understanding or a misuse of the terms uh, if you notice I've been talking about defining terms a lot that's one of those things that I learned again back to that bowl about me becoming more persuasive and able to construct and eventually hammer home arguments is defining terms right? Let's be definitive in our terms. Mm-hmm. You can't really make money. The dollar is not money. We call it money, but it's not. Um, let's let's
0: see. Um, it's a symbol now. I mean, yeah. You- well,
1: I, I was gonna say, why don't you rant for a second? I want to. I want to see if I could bring. I want to see if I could bring something up that I that that is really. It's gonna be really important for people. Okay. Well, you're listening uh, to a
0: very special episode of the First Day Podcast. We're talking with John L. here. He's the man at MLB Moving Averages on Twitter. If you're interested, I'm sure you can send him a shout. He's got a lot of knowledge on wealth management. He's been through addiction. He's been through the streets. He has lived a life of pain and agony and power. And he's he's mixed it up with the best <laughs> and the most elites. And he's just going to be content living his life the way it is now. And What do you think, well, yeah, it's pretty interesting.
1: I, I like to live below my means, people.
0: Yeah, you said that too. Never, you're the guy in the black shirt and the hoodie. Yeah, live, you're yeah. Not gonna be, be buying the two hundred fifty dollars Hugo Boss. No thanks.
1: So. Yeah, you gotta, you, you gotta live below your means, man. I'm, I'm. I wish yeah. I had brought this. I wish I had. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna waste any more time chasing it, but because, because I, I can get probably a, a, worthwhile at least definition from. A well, let's wait. wait okay,
0: so let me clarify something though, just so yeah, yeah, people please, are listening. Yeah. Like John, uh, so you became a guy in a trade. But now you're not in the trade because you got hurt bad. So how can you explain to us how you kind of came to some financial independence? If you would even Here say we go. you have.
1: Here we go. Let's tie in all the bowls together. Let's put them in an Uber bowl, a mega bowl. The bowl of one bowl to rule them all. You know? Yeah. Don't call
0: um, it the Super Bowl, though. You'll get sued.
1: Oh, uh, that, was a, that was that fruit was hanging pretty low. And I missed that one. <laughs> the, the <laughs> Super bowl. Holy cow. Like I brushed that way, that apple and I went I went jumping. Anyway, you can't um, think of
0: them all, John. That's why we so need each tell- other.
1: Um, right. You, uh, so I got hurt really bad. They give you some compensation. It's <laughs> it ain't enough, man. It ain't enough, especially as a All the time earner. you put in, man. Yeah. Especially I was a high earner. No, I'm saying once, remember, uh, compensation is a very cold thing, right? Again, defining terms, people hear like being out of work, there's disability versus compensation. These things are different based on your case and what happens. And you know, uh, some of the, nuances, my minutiae between the two. So anyway, yeah. I'm on competition. I was on, I was on competition. It's finite and the amount is not great. So like, man, I've already been told I'm never going to work again. Part of me thought, well, maybe I could be managerial, right? I mean, I could, I could further my understanding of the electrical theory and kind of run work, you know, or uh, I could, you know, I have a background with trading. I could push that a little further, right? I, Mike, I was at the step that I think a lot of people are at now. I have interests, I have hobbies, um, I have a little bit of drive, and I maybe even have some time in my hands. Man, how do I turn it into into money? Right? I've got to monetize this now. So step one, Here we right, go. Monetize, monetize the hobbies. Because I'm not I don't I'm not gonna discourage uh, I don't wanna call it menial labor. I think that's insulting, but I don't want you know, uh, hourly wages. I'm not gonna discourage people from that. You know, I think it's a good spot to start. I had kind of already went down that path and now once you have a skilled trade already it's hard for me to go make minimum wage somewhere you know what I mean As It is. It is. It, it is it's an, uh, just an
0: honest response
1: i agree're yeah, saying and I'm the, we're same know, age and, so. and it wouldn't it wouldn't it wouldn't have cut the mustard I would have went back to crime first to be honest yes that's me. Yeah. i would have, I would prefer to and it's uh, not entitlement
0: you, it's not entitlement it's just the fact that you have we've done so much we have so much wisdom and knowledge we don't want it to go to waste either I we feel better. like we're doing I
1: a... I that I deserve better than that I'm fine with that. okay Great. I deserve better. I want better. Like, I'm going to have better. And again, no one's going to give it to you. You got to go get it. So you're free to have that opinion. And yes. brash, arrogant, conceited as it may be, if you go talk that shit and back it up, hey, man, I say go get it. You know what I mean? I, I It's almost like what were saying before. You should never be shaming people that are, are after it. Same thing. I'm not going to take a single sling or arrow because I'm – Oh, man. What is that great? Damn, another great quote. I wish I had a better hold of. About the men in the arena. Mm.
0: Right? The uh,
1: come I on. Okay, know. this one's going to be worth looking. This one is going to be worth looking in, in real time because these are real. Yeah, is it? Is it, is it Roosevelt? Um,
0: the man in the arena. The,
1: okay, okay, right. It's not the critic that who counts, not the man who points out how strong, how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better.
0: Ah, yes. I remember right, that. I've heard that before.
1: Right. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? don't be afraid of reading the greats, and don't be afraid. I'm almost started crying, okay? i, I miss the Tough Guy. I'll be the first one to start leaking when something touches me. And, and, man, the weight. You know what that says? That speaks to me. Get off my back, bro. I'm hustling. I'm covered in dirt. I am marred with blood. I have the, sc- I have the scars. They took – I had a major spinal surgery, okay? I have changed. OK, I've been cut I'm covered. So if you don't like the way I do it, you get out of the mezzanine, fancy box seats, hop down in the ring and let's scrap. OK, let's scrap. Because, Mike, unfortunately, you know, to tie back into wh- where you were going, how did I how did I get to where now nobody works? And I kind of man, I just kind of float around life, to be honest, people, I really do. and And you could, too. You could, too. Create income streams that work without you, whether it be you know interest or or if you pick up. um Okay, Mike, here we here we go. We're going to monetize hobbies. Let's let's compartmentalize and let's get granular because I think people are physically wondering this, right? And they don't want a generic. Well, put effort into things you enjoy, and it, no, 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 that's not. It's not. This could be you, right, 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 right. right. <laughs>
0: and people are probably also
1: hearing like, yeah, you made like a crap ton of money and you made you know you were making two hundred thousand dollars a year and so people are looking at it like well yeah he had all of this you know not yeah but it was gone school. because when you make you spend right so and so that's what I run. want them to understand yeah. that yeah. it's not you just had all this money in the bank. No and well yeah. and also to the to that high job was you know listen you you go through um not only on the job training but you go through physical apprenticeships where you do you're up at 4 a.m you're working for peanuts and then you have to go to college for four hours at night. You know, that, that stuff's earned. Mm-hmm. But again, it was funny. Um, that was part of why I, uh, again, how many people would have left finance and gone to do something physical, which seems below it again, quotes, cause it's not below it. Right. Why building, you know, streams. I knew now I could kind of make money in the market. And when I was offered the trade, a, a professional trade, man, how could you say no? So there's one outlet, Mike. What can you do with your body, right? Start at the bottom. Maybe you like to paint. Maybe you could offer to paint for people. People hate to paint. And do you do it neatly? You know, maybe you could paint. Maybe, um, you know, gee, it sounds kind of dumb. Like, I, there's a woman in my building who walks dogs and makes a ton of money walking oh, dogs.
0: Yeah. Classic.
1: Walking dogs.
0: Classic New York City.
1: So... <laughs> Well, yeah, no, yeah, I'm not even in like uber high-rise Manhattan. I'm just in no. kind of rural. Yeah, it's not rural, but you know I'm in. John, like, oddly enough,
0: everybody has dogs everywhere.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, but I mean like, I, I, when you think of the New York Door Walkers, it's yeah, no, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the Manhattan. Yeah, there's actually a woman that, an old lady who needed some extra cash. And so I would say if a retired 65-year-old lady is able to construct and build her own entrepreneurial venture, then you should too you know uh, maybe she loves dogs maybe she loves to walk maybe she combined those two loves into dog walking maybe she just knew people right mike i don't know if you've noticed and 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 this is this is going to be applicable because um have you seen any of the raffles i've I've done on twitter at all have, you, have any of you seen any of them at all they've been kind of going fast twitter twitter could be such a river of information if you don't see it like yeah this. so i actually haven't yeah so um there's a major collectible craze right now card crazes yes. at all of, all the it's all the wild explosion. stuff explosion you know? sports I to, cards right yeah trading I, used cards. I, I used to collect when I was little but I'm also I'm a trader at heart and I like commodities you know uh, again I, I you could uh, you understand from some of this speech that um, I have my doubts in the dollar so I would suggest to people if you have money, not to keep a large amount of it in the U.S. dollar. Like, I don't think of having cash. I think of being invested in the dollar. And I, that's a bit of perspective that I think a lot of people don't keep. I've got, I've got $10,000 cash. Yeah. What does the bank pay you for that? Do you even get 10 cents a year? Do you even get 10 cents? You don't even get that. So CDs are right,
0: worthless. And, so
1: yeah. by that, oh, even worse, Mike. So by that train of thought, we have a rate of inflation that they're not meeting with interest, the dollar is a losing investment. Yeah. So here we go to breaking those perspectives, those misnomers about cash, money, currency, and how we just, have ah, but it all the same, cash is money, is gold, is Bitcoin, whatever. Bitcoin's a currency. No, no, it is, no, it's not. No, it's not. The US dollar is a currency. It is a representation of money, okay? The idea of money theoretically has changed, and it's the cause of this weakness in the dollar because the dollar used to be pegged to things that mattered, that existed, gold and silver, you know, and the the existence of those commodities, we would base the dollar off of to give us value. We've eliminated gold and silver from the equation almost entirely. Yes, and if you were really – we could that's another show for a totally another day. That is one of the most manipulated markets in the entire world. Side bowl for parents with young children. The most undervalued asset on the planet is physical silver. And if there's one move you'd like to make for your children for when they get out of high school, buy them ounces of silver. Stop putting cash away for them. Buy them ounces of silver from a reputable dealer. They don't have to be American Eagles. They just have to be bullion grade silver. Um, again – Hit up Mike. I'll give you the links. We can post it in show notes. If they have me back, we'll talk about that stuff. Also, setting your kids up to do better than you. Okay, but that's what I do. Ounces of silver might go for, I don't know, 35 bucks. Can you find it in your heart to find that once a month? Maybe. Maybe you find it once a week. You got 35 bucks to spare. Start to save. Collecting physical silver is an excellent, not not only because of the prospect of it and the broken mathematical equation at its essence where I believe it's being criminally undervalued. Let's forget that and just keep the theoretical in mind that it's a basis for the value of money. So any, I mean, listen, 101 economics should tell you as if money is based on silver and we increase the number of dollars, the number of the silver should have went up. It hasn't. Why? Because there are those same governmental institutional structures that are here manipulating information and not – they're maliciously lying to you in order to keep you from getting to the end goal. Okay, people? So you could Photoshop a tinfoil hat on me if you want, but I could bring the receipts to this discussion. So I could prove this stuff, okay? So you, you buy tangible assets for the furthest future, okay? Here we go. Now we're really getting into the fun stuff. All of this stuff is on a pyramid. Okay, think of everything in finance is a pyramid. Um, it'll it'll account for amount, it'll account for risk. The highest point is the lowest risk, right? The most expensive. So something like gold is thought of as being pretty expensive. You know, you're gonna spend. Geez, I don't even know right now. Seventeen hundred dollars for an ounce of gold. Okay, it was two hundred dollars in the year two thousand. Okay, so if you make that jump again when your kids out of school, you're gonna be handing them a house instead of that $2,000 in 10 years worth of interest, you might have an extra 12 bucks if you're lucky. So right not now, mention, not even not even just kids, this could be like retirement for people that are in their oh, 30s absolutely. and 40s. The best way to think of physical assets, think of them as the casino chips that you put in your pocket that you turn into cash and put in your pocket. Meaning uh, this is a bit subjective, but it, it helps. The reason they're so helpful is their difficulty to exchange Now you have the understanding of why (coughs) – excuse me. The reason we use dollars to represent gold is we can't cut a piece of gold into fractions. I can't do that, right? So the dollar represents the gold, which is the value. The dollar has no value. The dollar is just a representation. So the idea that money can drop as the currency increases – is all you need to know from a in from this you know uh methodological standpoint i'm coming from you know with how to gain wealth but uh, like i said aside from profits you're physically building wealth by buying these tangible assets right you won't be able to spend them you can't go waste them so again you don't want to you want to be very careful when you invest in tangible assets because they're not going to be not what's called liquid right they're not liquid you can't yeah. They don't transform, okay? <clears throat> the the positive, again, for that is it's there. And you'll find buy an ounce of silver a week, buy an ounce of silver a month, buy an ounce of silver every quarter, okay? So if you're going to come to me with these – I'm sorry. When I feel kind of pathetic, these like – I don't know. these arguments about numbers i don't have the money well i say i don't think you have the know-how you know or you might not have the drive so when you came when you told me you don't have the money did you already self-audit the drive and the knowledge because if so then there's something missing the money would be there right you've gotta these things feed off each other mike let's circle back all the way back remember i'm always tying in all these million things you mentioned premiums for food yeah i don't make enough money okay spend less it's made money Spend yeah. less, cut your premiums. I had somebody come to me again. Um, As an electrician, the apprenticeship program is really kind of cool. You know, you you work under older guys. That really, man, it was a great industry. that's changed a bit, but but it, it really is awesome, right? The the theory yeah, of apprenticeship yeah. goes back to Game of Thrones, right? All the way back to the days of Westeros. We've had <laughs> a yeah, really this trade.
0: Detroit area, man. We're all right. about trades oh, yeah, and yeah, apprenticeships. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. that's
1: great. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, that's great, right? You know a lot about that, but it,
0: everybody has an uncle or a dad that yeah knows. That uh, I
1: think that's a listen, I think it's a very beneficial part of society, right? You know, to always be moving and make sure the information and knowledge sticks.
0: I agree. um, I often said, you know, there was too many people, college was overhyped and that's why there's all these student loans and it's a nightmare. And so many people could have gone into trades, including myself, and would have had no debt and would have had a trade and a career out of it. But it was like poo-pooed. When we went to, at least in my opinion, when we went to college in the 90s, it was all, go to college. You gotta go to college. You gotta go to college. You gotta go to college.
1: Yeah, it's so so dumb. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: it was dumb. dumb as hell. I'm
1: not gonna. Use, I'm not going to use my – I have someone too good of an example just in case they find this somehow. I'm not going to use them. But I do know someone else that I can think of who um, is a friend of my sister's, Oh, graduated from Fordham University, very good school. Yeah. And is – I don't know. They were a waiter, waitress at Applebee's before it closed. So I don't know how you're going to pay off that mountain of student debt. You know, it didn't translate.
0: How many so people had political to, science degrees so or philosophy man, degrees that do you know, nothing a, for them?
1: Yeah. There's a couple valuable lessons in that quick story about – remember, not – just because you're like doing stuff doesn't mean it's going to translate. So like just because right. you went to college doesn't mean you were doing something that's going to translate, which I think is why the passion is so important because I think caring about what you do keeps you sharp in that, you know, in that arena or you end up studying something you don't care about. So you don't have a goal in mind that is going to be able to be monetized, right? Which, again, is the goal, Um Let's see. Where but if somebody so makes flat
0: wage, if somebody makes a crap wage and they don't have a lot of money. I mean, that might be true. They might not I'm have worried. enough money to be able to buy silver. Well,
1: here's they- where we are perfect. This is precisely where we are in the conversation. Right now we are precisely addressing those people who don't have who don't have the money, right? And are looking are looking to make the move. You can make more, like I said, different ways. You could get a job. You could try and learn a trade, whether it be physical or otherwise. There are trading markets open all the time. Research, you know, uh, research um, sources and mentors. There's YouTube. I mean, like, listen, no one can stop you from learning. Okay. So you have to make that decision first, I think. Do I want to kind of not – do I want to risk or not risk? It's probably the thing, right, because a lot of those are risk ventures. So a lot of times you do need cash for risk ventures, But do you always? I don't know. I was going to get to the raffle thing. I want to table that just for a quick second because let's let's silver for those people is probably not the move. Right. And let's see if we can figure out why, because that silver, like I said, gets vaulted and put away. So you're going to have a hard time profiting off of. You want to be in the mindset when you don't have a lot of money. If you're investing, you're only into appreciating assets. You don't take any losers. You don't take any losers whatsoever. You have very low tolerance for losses, and that's fine. If it's a stock, you just jump back in when it's up. You don't take any losses. We don't buy into losers because we cannot afford to lose. So I've been there also. Like I've opened trading accounts with $300 in it. You know, you can do that. And now without fees, like you could trade without fees. Man, you could move in and out with 300 bucks, be making a couple dollars here and there. And oh, man, it's only $5. Yeah, but if $5 is 2.5%, you did really great. You know, you did great. You didn't just do good. You did great. And you want to make more money with 2%, then you need to have more to start with. But you're only going to do that by enjoying the 2%, embracing the 2%, and then making that off the compa- the new compounded number, right? So if we're starting from scratch, as much as I love silver, I would say now is not the time if we're starting from scratch, right? So if I was starting from right now, I lost it all and I was starting from scratch, I'd say, okay, I know particularly I have the ability to do electrical work. So I could go work for a contractor, or I could go work for people on my own. Let's say no one doesn't have that. A lot of people would have stopped there. I know plenty of electricians in their time off because there was inherent unemployment. They just go fishing and they put their feet up. They don't do shit. You know, I start businesses and build algorithms. Like I, I you know, That's a difference again to time efficiency and stuff like that. You know, you gotta, yeah, you have to wanna do it. So I would, I would audit myself. First, I would say, how can I make more money? And I'd say, I have a trade, but let's say I didn't. I know there's trading stocks, right? And there's cryptos and stuff like that. So if I had some money and I had the ability, I would probably look there first because you're your own boss. You know, it has very low to no overhead, right? You could start your own business in your underwear. You don't have to pay any rent, you just have to pay taxes on the wins. You know, and in the beginning unless they're massive you really don't feel much so those are this choices are pretty simple right it's work with your body or work with your mind I'm not gonna bring up crime I don't suggest I don't suggest it I don't think it's a good idea it's uh, hey, listen man I, I don't I I understand that people but that's mean about my experiences and I know that there's a percentage of people that are gonna say I could get that first couple hundred by stealing I would suggest before you steal to try and sell something okay? Look around your house. Do you have anything you could hock on eBay? Paulo, should I start an eBay account? There's your number. There's number one. Let's jettison the things that we don't need. Let's get into an efficiency mindset. Because if we're broke, right now I'm talking for somebody who's broke. I would have some nerve having a Don Mattingly rookie card in mint condition if I am broke. So that has to go, and the PlayStation has to go. Well, yeah, PS4, all, you know, PS5's small, out. Sell your old PS4. Spinning ball, small spinning ball. Video games are the death of production. Get rid of them. I, oh, I
0: boy. I mean, there's
1: almost no place for them. <laughs> if you could find me one with a, with a much lower time commitment that we have now, like, give me the Mario Brother platform style that I could kind of play for 10 minutes, opposed to, Jeez, gosh, you want to play a game of MLB? It takes you an hour and a half, and it's like being (laughs) shot. It's, people, if you look out front, and you have an Italian sports car, and there's a Rolex, play video games. If you don't have those things, and you kind of wish you did, you should not be playing video games at all. It's a massive, not only did you waste your money, you spent your hard-earned money to bring in a money sucker. It's only going to cause problems. Now, I should give the caveat. I know my wife and I like to watch a little TV after kids go to sleep. So if that's companion time, then by all means, enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Again, everything has a context and a time and a place. Portion, just like eating, right? Portion controls are important. Um, I know plenty of guys that wait for their wives to go to sleep, and they hop in a video game chair and stay up like half the night I don't know, talking to 11-year-olds. Yeah, but, but some TV. people make
0: money. That's a revenue stream for them.
1: Okay, now we're talking. Do you have that ability? Do you have that social media presence? Then you do that. Then you do that. But what percentage of people are we talking about? You're talking
0: about? about not doing that. You're talking about somebody sitting on their ass, just kind of going to chill out. Nobody's here. And, I, yeah. I,
1: I'm glad well. you, you came at me with a hole in what I was saying, and that's what we're here for, right? If the person is out there saying, well, I'm building the brand and I think I have the personality and I think I can do this. Then you chase that yeah. and find out how to succeed at it. I was referring to kind of playing uh, yeah. video games. Right? <laughs> I get the it. The idea, general... yeah. There's this general idea that, like, it, it seems to be more prevalent in America that, like, we need to, like, we need to, like, kick back. And I feel <laughs> saying, like you almost, you almost don't deserve to rest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, wow. I you hate to be that way, but like, what are you? Leanne, what you are you hearing this? Leanne, you hear, you taking all this in? This it's just fun. kind of part of it. What are you re- What are you resting for? And to be honest, if if you're if you're a true hustler, for real, like I am a grinder. I'm a true hustler, man. You could yes, you DM are. Me, you could DM me at three in the morning. I might be up, and I'm I might be writing something. I might be reading something. I'm listening to lectures, or I'm doing it all. I'm balanced. You know, at nighttime while you're sleeping, I'm trying to earn. I'm trying to get sharper. I'm trying to get smarter. That's how. That's what I, you know, that's part of when I do it. Plus, my house is quiet, my kids are sleeping, and I'm, I mean, laser focused. You know,
0: that's um, another part of it too. Yeah, you have a family, and you give your time to them during the day, and your kids are very yeah. important to you. Oh, and so you I, I
1: have, again, I have the receipts, bro. I got pictures where pet and llamas. is. We've been to every aquarium, zoo. Right. We used to go down to Disneyland every six months. In fact, right I, right, started, right, I got my wife on board with getting into a career in baseball. I bribed her unknowingly was i started spending my winnings on taking them to f- disneyland and hey! that's how it started i'd win a home league and we'd go down to florida we'd win a home league we would go down to florida and then we didn't right. go to florida one time and she said what happened i said well I, I i didn't really play we were talking about money i didn't play fantasy baseball she was like You better stop playing fantasy baseball again you know so now <laughs> i you know i got her whole blessing but this is what happens when you monetize your hobbies you'll find support from your from your spouse and not to say they're, you know, have some angle of money grow up, like, you know, like that. It's not at all at all, no, 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 no. With limited time, they want to see production, right? So again, (laughs) let's get back to that person. I know it's so many tangents, but let's get back to the person at the very beginning. So I don't want
0: people to think you're some like super workaholic who doesn't, you know, you're, you take fatherhood very seriously. You take your family incredibly seriously. So I don't want people to think like, oh, "Oh, this guy, all he does is work. Even he's up at three in the morning. It's also part of your, uh, your environment. It's
1: part of how your life works. It's. It's when I work, I work for six people. Right. And when I play, I play for six people. And when it's daddy time, bro, I got my little man on my shoulders. I got that little girl on my hands. We're blowing belly farts, and we are having a good old time. My toenails are painted purple as we speak. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, That's I'm awesome. in the toy kitchen. I am doing all of those things. It's very important. I, I find, selfishly, it makes me better at my trades. Um ah, but like, you've... You-
0: yeah. You've hit at a crux though, between me and Leanne. Leanne is so about like working, she drives herself. She never rests really. She's always, always working, always, always working. She has her own business that she runs with her mom. And, uh, and she's always grinding. We've always had this uh, difference where I'm like, yeah, working hard is great, but I'm like, you gotta take care of yourself, Leanne. You yeah, get good in sleep. Good and that is the end of part two of a three-parter with John Leguiza. Head on over to part three to finish out the trilogy and soak in all of John's wonderful and valuable information.